Kifa. Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo. I am uh, not joined by any co-host today because LaDonna is busy with work. Uh, we were going to try to have Jeremy on, but we're having some major, major technical difficulties. So I figured I'd do just a short uh, solo cast to get something out to you guys before New Year's. And we're going to come back actually midweek with a very special episode Um for any of you who have been following us, uh, you've heard us talk about our Patreon where we do the movie review podcasts. Uh, we have been covering uh, politically themed movies and giving our opinions on them, talking about the movies themselves and kind of the larger uh, ramifications for the movies uh, on society and things like that. So uh, both because it's uh, in the zeitgeist right now and because it does have some major racial undertones we're going to be talking about uh bright the new netflix movie starring will smith uh directed by david ayer uh that's it, it, it it's a really interesting I, I think it'll be a really interesting conversation um so yeah check that out midweek we're going to drop that actually in the main feed uh just to show you guys what the kind of stuff we're doing over on patreon uh, and if you like it, you can go become a member. We're uh, patreon.com slash move left. Um, and again, soundcloud.com slash move left. Um, so I just want to talk about a couple things real quick uh, while I'm on here. Uh, we lost a really uh, important voice in the Black Lives Matter movement uh, today, actually, uh, with the unfortunate passing of Erica Gardner, who is the... Uh, eldest daughter of Eric Gardner, the guy you may remember who was choked to death by the NYPD for the heinous crime of selling loose cigarettes on a Manhattan street. So the Eric Gardner thing, his killer is still not only not fired, not only not in jail, but still on the force in New York. Uh, he's still roaming the streets uh, and he just fucking choked him to death for no reason, uh, you know, because he's big and he felt threatened by him and he used an illegal chokehold to take him down. And of course, uh, Eric Gardner was, uh, on the larger side. So the stress of being choked by an NYPD officer coupled with his weight, uh, he, he, you know, he passed, he died. He was choked to death. Um, and that's where the I can't breathe thing comes from, uh, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know. So uh, in the wake of that, Erica Gardner became a really important voice uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement and just for progressive activism in general, uh, which is not something she necessarily wanted, but she was definitely just thrust into it um, because of just the heinous atrocity that the state committed, you know, <laughs> uh, to her father and she was very critical of the Democrats. Uh, she was a big supporter of Bernie Sanders. She's been very critical of the Democrats uh, tokenizing black people and trying to 
you basically use them to, you know, they, they, what a lot what a lot of people said in the wake of the Doug Jones thing is that, and Charles Barkley even said like, look, you know, Democrats can't just uh, take black votes for granted. Like you, you have to work for our votes. Like you have to come get our vote, which is what we've been saying in general is about the Democrats is that they have to come get our fucking vote. Like they just assume that anyone who is left of center is going to vote for them no matter what. So they don't think that they need to campaign for our votes anymore, which is why you have idiots like Chuck Schumer going on, uh, meet the press and saying things like for every, uh, uh, what was it for every working class voter we lose in uh, Detroit, we're going to pick up two in the suburbs of Michigan, like two, two moderate Republicans in the suburbs of Michigan. Well, that strategy worked real fucking good for you, Chuck, because Democrats are completely wiped out. They've lost 1100 seats in the last nine years. Uh, and the working class just doesn't trust them anymore. So, uh, but, yeah, but that's basically what Erica Gardner was saying. She was like, look, you know, you guys don't care about our issues. You tokenize us. You use us for our votes, but you really don't give a shit about Black Lives Matter. You know, whenever anyone would try to speak uh, at a Hillary rally or at a Hillary speech or anything, they would be like shuffled off by security. And, you know, it was it was impossible for them to even get uh, the Hillary camp to listen to them. Uh, Black Lives Matter at the movement, uh, you know, it's it, it's just it's a trend that that you know <laughs> we're seeing more and more with the Democrats where they don't actually give a shit about listening to uh, left voices within their party or within the political spectrum. They just want to uh, feign interest so that you'll give them your vote, and then it's like, oh well, <laughs> thought we were actually going to do something for you. No, that's that's fine. No thanks. So. Uh, it, it, yeah, she had a, uh, enlarged heart from birth, apparently is what I'm hearing. You know, uh, yeah, I'll correct that if that's wrong, but I, I read somewhere that she, she had had heart issues her whole life. Uh, and she had asthma issues and apparently she had an asthma attack that led to a heart attack. Uh, and she was in a coma and then she passed uh, today. So it's, it's really a shame because she was a great voice for political activism and unfortunately uh her message is mostly lost in the democratic party so hopefully that's something that wakes them up to the shit that they've been ignoring and tokenizing uh i'm not holding my breath on that one but <laughs> I, I hope the things that she was fighting for get through to them uh, because it's getting to be too late. Like we're, we're <laughs> you know, fascists are running the government. Uh, the Republicans control every branch of government. It can't really get much worse. So I don't know what the fuck the Democrats are waiting for, but they need to do something. Um, so uh, other than that, there were a couple other things I wanted to touch on real quick this week. The, uh, swatting incident that I'm sure a lot of you heard about where a uh, police officer uh, was called to where the cops were called to the scene of uh, a house saying that there's a hostage situation here and this is a two part fucked up story so uh, part one of the story is that they were called uh, apparently this is allegedly nobody you know there's no uh, definitive proof of this yet but this seems all things point 
uh, to this that the uh, cops were called as part of a prank called swatting where uh, Call of Duty players will, like, if they don't like somebody or, like, whatever, they'll uh, call the cops uh, and and say, hey, uh, you know, uh, somebody's been shot at this address and there's a hostage and whatever. And they'll send the cop, they'll send the SWAT team to somebody's house because that's fucking hilarious to, to fucking send, you know, armed lunatics with fucking assault rifles to somebody's house because of a fucking video game. Like what? <laughs> so that fucking asshole kid should be in jail for the rest of his life. Um, and the reason I say that is because when the SWAT showed up, uh, cops being cops, uh, being fucking lunatics. The cop shot the first person to answer the door, uh, almost immediately upon him opening the door. And of course the guy who opened the door had no clue, um, why anyone was at the door. So why would he, you know, he just, he just opened the door cause he thought, you know, Hey, someone's knocking like, you know, urgently at the door and he opens the door and he gets fucking shot and killed. So, this is a, it's a twofold story uh number one uh, you know uh, i i i i enjoy video games i would never call myself a gamer and it's a lot of times for reasons like this like fucked up stupid things like this like it's a very it can be a very toxic community um which is why I hesitate to ever say that I'm a gamer. Um, but I love video games and I think a lot of normal, cool people play video games, but there's a segment, um, of the video game community and there's a big crossover with the alt-right fuckers. Uh, that's just really like sociopathic and enjoy other people's misery. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a real tragedy and it's a totally unnecessary, unavoidable tragedy, um, because of some asshole kid and some fucking trigger happy lunatic cop that doesn't have proper training and doesn't, uh, belong anywhere near a gun, <laughs> let alone having a badge and having the authority to use that gun to perform state sponsored violence. So, uh, yeah, just a real unfortunate situation all around. Also, I wanted to mention uh, Roy Moore is still not conceded. I think we're going on about two weeks now. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Makes you wonder what else he was lying about, though, if he's still, if he's still maintaining that this election was rigged. Uh, it's, it's interesting uh, that if he won't admit this, what else he's not admitting. Um one other thing before we got out of here that I wanted to talk about uh, was Jake Tapper. So Jake Tapper, unfortunately, I, I have to say he's one of the better uh, mainstream news journalists, which really does not say a lot for mainstream journalists on TV, um, because I find that he's fair some of the time. Um and after I play the clip I'm about to play you, you're going to be like, wow, well, that's that's a really fucking bottom of the barrel if he's like a good journalist compared to everyone else on TV. Um, because what he did the other day on the lead with Jake Tapper is one of the most disgusting pieces of blatant bullshit propaganda I've ever heard in my entire life. And I have a lot to say about it, but let me play for you the clip and then we'll come back and talk about it. 
Remember yesterday how United States Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley said the U.S. would be taking names of countries that supported a resolution critical of the Trump administration's decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital? Well, let's hope Haley brought a lot of pens and paper because 128 countries voted against the United States today, many of them U.S. allies. Only nine countries voted with the U.S. There were 35 abstentions. Among the 128 countries that voted to condemn the U.S. on this issue were some countries with some rather questionable records of their own. Take Venezuela's representative today. The world is not for sale. The world is not for sale, and your threats imperil global peace. The U.S. imperils global peace, says the representative of Venezuela, a country in a humanitarian disaster with violence in the streets, an economy in complete collapse, citizens malnourished, dying children being turned away from hospitals, starving families joining street gangs to scrounge for food. On what moral platform does the government of Venezuela stand today? Not to be outdone, of course, the U.S. also got an earful today from... Syria. We're in the seventh year of the brutal Syrian civil war that has killed half a million people and displaced millions. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad has used chemical weapons against his own citizens, including children. Also feeling a bit preachy today, Yemen, which helped draft the resolution condemning the U.S. Seemingly more focused, at least during the speech, on where the U.S. puts its embassy in Israel than on the seven million Yemenis on the brink of starvation in that country's civil war. In light of the sensitive circumstances that our region is experiencing and which constitute a threat to international peace and security. Yemen concerns stability in the region. Interesting. There are plenty of policies and actions that are perfectly valid to criticize about the United States and about Israel. And certainly whether this move will help the peace process in any way seems one of them. But listening to these countries, including North Korea and Myanmar and Turkey and China, lecturing the United States in any way about human rights and peace might seem a bit much. But here is a bit of context that you might not know. According to UN Watch, which monitors the United Nations, the United Nations General Assembly from 2012 through 2015 has adopted 97 resolutions specifically criticizing an individual country. And of those 97, 83 of them have focused on Israel. That is 86%. Now, certainly Israel is not above criticism, but considering the genocide of the Rohingya people in Myanmar, the lack of basic human rights in North Korea, the children starving in the streets of Venezuela, the citizens of Syria targeted for murder by their own leader using the most grotesque and painful of weapons, you have to ask, is Israel truly deserving of 86% of the world's condemnation? Or possibly is something else afoot? at the United Nations, something that allows the representative of the Assad government to lecture the United States for moving its embassy. So, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that fucking horse shit. Um, he, what he does at the end there is to just clearly imply anti-Semitism, because I'm sure 126 sovereign countries all fucking passed this resolution against Israel, because they're anti-Semitic. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're participating in an apartheid, uh, which he doesn't even fucking mention in that clip. And he barely met, I don't even think he mentioned Palestine in that clip. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Um, he, he makes a point of going over and over Syria and the Assad regime and the chemical weapons. Uh, there's no evidence of this supposed chemical weapons attack. The, the attack he's referring to, there were two attacks, one in 2014, which actually uh, 
a watchdog group proved was not Assad. It was moderate rebels trying to make it look like Assad had used chemical weapons on his own people, and they were the ones responsible for it. So it was an actual false flag. Like, you know, like lunatics talk about false flags. This was an actual false flag. Uh, And the 2016 attack, uh, evidence points to the fact that that's the same thing, because they (laughs) didn't have any proof that Assad was the one who carried out the chemical weapons attacks. And at the time, Assad was winning... Uh, the war against ISIS and against the rebels. So he would have no reason to use chemical weapons against his own people. Like he's a lot of things. He's not a good guy, but he's not a fucking lunatic. Like it it, it made no sense at the time. And a lot of international groups were saying the same thing. But of course the U S loves to push narrative. So uh, we have to push that uh, regime change narrative in Syria because that's all we really want to do because that's what Saudi Arabia wants us to do. That's what Israel wants us to do in that region. Um, and all Jake Tapper's doing right now is forwarding the ha- Nikki Haley's fucking talking points on, on this whole mess. Uh, so Jake mentions three countries. Uh, what about the other 123 countries uh, who almost unanimously voted to condemn the U.S. Are they, did they all have human rights violations? <laughs> Do Sweden, Denmark, Italy, like do all these places have, are they all horrible human rights violators? Or maybe when everyone in the fucking room is telling you that you're the asshole and you're looking around being like, oh my God, look at all these assholes telling me I'm an asshole. Maybe you're the asshole. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, Oh, my God. And the most galling thing is he mentions Yemen. He's like, oh, well, Yemen concerned with stability in the region. Motherfucker, we are facilitating the genocide of the people of Yemen right now. We are fucking fueling Saudi jets. We are selling them arms. We are helping them plan bombing routes. To, to help them with this fucking genocide on literally the poorest country in the Middle East, Yemen. Yemen is defenseless. We have been complicit in a, in a Saudi blockade of Yemen to the point where they're, you know, on the, they're all starving. They're, the diseases that are coming back that have never, uh, that haven't been around in years because it's just, they, they can't get medicine. Uh, the Saudis won't let medicine get in. Um, we won't let food get in. We are fucking participating in that because Saudi Arabia are our fucking buddies for some reason. But well, I know the reason because we they fucking trade on the petrodollar, uh, and we can never cross them because God forbid. Uh, I mean, this is so disgusting. This is such a dereliction of duty as as a media person. What the fuck? Like, what prompted that from Jake Tapper? Like, I, I genuinely want to know. Like, did he? Uh, like, I, I don't know that. that that was one of the most disgusting displays I've ever seen uh, on CNN, which is saying something because <laughs> CNN has uh, done some horrible shit to forward the narrative of the establishment and of the military industrial complex. But that may have been the worst I've ever seen. Um, yeah. So, you know, I wanted to do a short episode this week. Uh, I wanted to get something out to you guys. We will be back midweek uh, with a, Special bonus episode, uh, a review of Netflix's Bright. So actually, go out, check out uh, the movie if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's good. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I don't. I think critics are out of their fucking minds. Well, we'll we'll talk about the reasons behind why I think the movie got the reviews that it did when we do the podcast. But uh, yeah, go check that out. Um, and join us next week. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, follow us on there. Follow us on SoundCloud. 
I'm at a Monterulo on Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com slash move left. Soundcloud.com slash move left. And we will see you next week on Move Left Idiots. in the control room tonight.